Welcome to True Health Live, your favorite public health podcast. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and audio on your favorite podcast platforms. If you're interested in public health, then this is the space for you. All right. Welcome to True Health Live. Uh, we are here with another episode. Welcome to our body, mind, body, soul series. Um, this is a new part that we're adding and we're focusing on mind, bodies, and souls. So this episode, we're focusing on body, the body, specifically yoga bodies, you know, and what the benefits of a yoga body and like, and how that relates to public health and how it can be beneficial to public health. And I'd like you to um, say hello, uh, you know, in virtual land to our guest host and our guest for today, Jeanette Yancey, also known as Roots of Life Yoga. Um, yeah. She is a resident yogi in the Northeast, um, and you can share like where you are, um, in the Northeast. And um, we met a few years ago when I took her class on the beach. We did comedic yoga on the beach, so I just had to have her on for this segment. So I'm so excited she was able to do it and said yes. So without further ado, Jeanette, the floor is yours. Tell the people who you are. Yes, yes. thank you so much for having me. And joining joining in. Uh, as uh, the sister mentioned, my name is Jeanette Yancey of Fruits of Life Yoga. Uh, I have primarily uh, been based in the Northeast area of New Jersey, Northeast region of New Jersey, uh, primarily working with Essex County. I'm in Middlesex County at this time, uh, but for the most part, a lot of workshops and such that I've done, classes have been based in Essex County uh, with private individuals, private classes, group classes, workshops with nonprofits. Um, yeah, so primarily we're, the, my goal in terms of movement, mindfulness, breath work is to help offer tools in, um, in others learning how to get centered, how to utilize their breath in their body to help uh, be grounded, um, cleanse the body, uh, be mobile, be functional, live well, age well, and uh, as we continue our conversation, I will touch on how uh, yoga isn't necessarily only focused on uh, the physical movements. Uh, it definitely is a practice, uh, but it is, I like to see, I like to say that it is holistic. Uh, so we're talking about all aspects of how we show up on and as they say, off the mat as well. I'm a mom of three. I'm a wife and mom of three boys aging from three years to 18. And um, I'm grateful. I've been in the practice for since 2007, been trained as an instructor since 2015. And um, I've been living a plant-based life for a bit over 20 years now. Yeah. Oh, I can't hear you. I do that all the time. I forget to unmute. I so said you just hit like all the goals, like all my grown up goals. Cause like clearly, like if I haven't reached some of those things, like how can I even consider myself an adult? Um, I love that you are a wife and a mother and plant-based and have been able to infuse all of those things into the family. Um, we're gonna get into like the yoga, but you know, since you introduced that part, like can you kind of share like how 
you've been able to integrate all those things and how it's been beneficial for the family, right? Because I think that stable home, stable family also contributes to public health. Um, you know, we, we often think of, oh, it's, you know, the clinical part, right? But we also don't think of, like, the social, the social pieces that contribute to our mental and our physical. So if you could, like, you know, share a little bit on how you do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we make well, up, we make up the public, public as individuals. I think it's vital for us to take control of what we can control. And so, well, I'll be with you a little bit. Um, I became a mother first, and I was always interested in internal arts. A martial arts, martial arts eventually, eventually uh, because, uh, because I was a lifestyle, becoming a mom. Well, actually, I was well, actually I was a pescatarian at the time. Uh, uh, I had to find a way to uh, bring well, how I live is basically reflected within my family. My family, my husband is planting, my children are I'm getting feedback, so I'm hearing myself. Okay, that's better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so my, my husband is plant-based. I raised my children in a plant-based lifestyle. Um, they've all been raised plant-based, aside from my first, because I was pescatarian in that time. Um, I initially said that it's important for us to take care of what we can because our well-being uh, as a microcosm of society helps um, influence others, but it also helps affect the earth. It, uh, it helps promote sustainability based on our practices. Uh, so I was able to incorporate um, my lifestyle. I really feel like my whole lifestyle is all encompassing. Uh, how I mother, how I show up, how I am a wife to my husband, because I'm the sole, um, you know, I prepare all the meals at home. Um, how I deal with them, how I introduce uh practices to promote our well-being, how I heal them when they're not well, or when we fall ill, you know, what do I utilize within that time? How do I go into the healing kitchen to help heal my family um, and maintain well-being within our family? And again, that helps outside of our home because we're able to, by example, um, teach others by modeling <laughs> how we live and how we prevent illness or how we heal because sometimes it's inevitable to catch a germ and get sick so we you know help others by sharing the techniques that we uh, practice um and again as it becomes as it comes to our behavior uh, especially with children uh, my practice helps inform how i parent because i need to control and master myself so I can be an example for my children. And if whenever I need to check them, discipline them, mm -hmm. redirect their their energy, their attitude, their attention, um, we can return to a foundation of the breath. Okay, okay, you're out of, out of sorts, let's catch a breath. Even myself, I need to catch myself, I need to catch my breath. And it all becomes a part of mastering myself. So when we show up in society, um, we can 
deal with issues more gracefully as opposed to react as opposed to from a standpoint or position of reaction uh reactionary we could be more responsive more reflective more you know intentional with what we do and what we say and how we function you know yeah so i hope that answered your question yes and i think it's key how you said you know the tools that you use to to heal your family and you know using your practice as you know something that helps to inform that um another thing i wanted to um i'm just gonna go over to the chat one thing i forgot to say we do have you know uh regulars that come into the chat and they're members of my community and i'm so happy and so proud to have them here um so i'm gonna just acknowledge them greetings top tier speakers greetings chief yuya thank you so much for joining us so today's segment is about yoga bodies, and we're going to get into that. Um, because I want to know, like, you know, uh, Jeanette, I want you to tell us, like, what yoga does to the body and, you know, how we can all strive to have the yoga body. I think we all are on Instagram, and we see what yoga bodies look like. And so it's like, how do we get to that yoga body? So um, thank you, everyone, for joining. Um, we do have a, what, a, a comment. So Top Tier Speaker says, I love what you mentioned about being an example for your youth. That's beautiful. Yes, I, I, absolutely. You know, one of the goals of this show is also to make sure that my guests are also um, family-oriented, you know, because mm -hmm. we, we should always be reflecting the culture that we, that we live, right? And so if I'm also going to engage with folks who are, you know, not necessarily in my same community, but they're reflecting a culture that is, um, um, reflective of mother, you know, man, woman, child, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's really, really key. So um, I'm, I'm so thankful that you actually brought that up and we're able to make that part of the conversation. So greetings, Naya. Um, so on to the yoga bodies. Tell us, Jeanette, how can we <laughs> move forward to get these yoga bodies? You know, I, I think, like I said, it's not just like the clinical right part that's about public health like especially in today today now like today everything is about um you know getting jabbed up and um trying to stay away from you know that that monster that's been going around and we, we all want to stay safe from that you know everything is like shots and boosters and mm -hmm. there are so many other ways to keep our bodies like you know felt sleek and healthy and yoga is one of them. Not only does it help the physical, but it also helps the mental, right? Mm -hmm. So can you like go over like some of the benefits of the, the yoga body, both mental and physical, whichever you want, whichever way you want to start first. Absolutely. I appreciate that you touched on, uh, well, two things. First, my, my alarm went off when you started speaking on social media and we see these yoga bodies on social media because uh, what we see within social media can be falsified as to what exactly um, a yoga body is. I don't necessarily use that language as a yoga body. I really look at it as a practice uh, as opposed to striving to look like what we tend to see and especially what these algorithms tend to want to promote more so. Um, nowadays too, we see a lot of um, provocative poses uh, utilizing yoga or women posing 
provocatively in a yoga pose and not judging at all, but that's just another aspect of how social media shows up uh, in terms of sexualizing women and sexualizing the practice. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it <laughs> and my, my, my siren went off a little bit because I'm like, ooh, um, for me, that's the goal is not what I see. Uh, on social media. However, I do utilize certain um, images to, as inspiration. Oh, okay, I would like to try see if my body can do that because the, the, the goal is to master myself, my mind, master my body, because it's a tool, right? It's a tool of the divine source. And so for me to master my mind, okay, I'm going to control my emotions. I'm not going to allow anxiety and depression and fear and self-limiting thoughts to hinder my capacity to tap into my divine purpose and the abundance that is the creator, that is creation. You know, so for me, it's a spiritual journey, really. Even from when I started, um, I, I came into yoga uh, because I needed an outlet to express uh, my anger, to express my my dissatisfaction in certain experiences I had gone through in my early, uh, or I would say my mid-20s, early 30s. Um, I raised my first two children as a single mom. So it was very challenging for me not to have my family around me, not to have a, a community at first. Um, and, and I had to build that up. So it, it, it became a spiritual process for me to humble and go within, uh, to not allow exterior forces and circumstances to direct how I'm going to outwardly behave and how I'm going to inwardly in my head speak to myself, what conversations I'm having with myself. So being mastering my mind uh, enables me to change the conversation I'm having in my mind when oh, I'm having within myself when I'm confronted with a challenge as a woman, as a mother. Um, and so that's one piece. And, and I'd say with that is the spiritual aspect because it is a journey to, to be in connection with source. Breath is... Um, so my, my family's from the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. So I'm from the Caribbean, right? And I speak Spanish. Breath in Spanish is called, or to breathe, is a to respirar, right? Respiración. So within the root of that word is spirit, right? And so English is a, you know, is a mixture of all different languages, um, Latin, Italian, German, all of these languages, as is Spanish. So that word spirit then also is related to breath when we speak it in the English language because we have our respiration. And so when we connect our spiritual practice or rather when we connect our breath, knowing or we rather, let me say, when we are in tune with our breath, we're able to be in tune with spirit. However you define, you know, creator, God, source. Um, so now so that's a journey. The, to master one's breath is to master one's thoughts. And also it helps master our body. So we come now into the physical. Um, it's vital to be healthy, uh, to be mobile and functional, to be able to move our bodies as it's been designed to, you know, our joints, our knees. Um, our people tend to have issues with our knees and, and their hips. So it's vital to learn how we can prevent certain injuries. Um, 
And so, yes, as you mentioned, yoga is one practice that we can uh, utilize to get there, um, as is our lifestyle. How much water are we consuming? How much fresh fresh fruit, fruits and vegetables are we consuming? Fresh food, unprocessed food, right? Because that also helps our body move uh, more optimally, right? When we limit uh, the processed foods, uh, when we limit foods that are difficult to digest, um, and you know, and that's a whole conversation within itself really but it is in alignment and it is a part of the practice the yoga practice uh how do we get the yoga body to answer your question directly uh practice <laughs> we practice we get into the work on a regular basis you know we get into it just like if you go into the gym and you want to um you want to be able to do a pull-up that's a challenge i deal with I, 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 I can't do a pull-up right now. Or I might be able to do two, maybe three, <laughs> pushing it, <laughs> right? But how can we get to five and how can we get to 10 is by really getting into it and doing it on a regular basis, pushing ourselves. So the push within yoga is to not allow the mind to trick us, um, but at the not allow the mind to trick us and say, oh, I can't do that. My body is not, doesn't look like that. Um, my body doesn't go into that shape. Um, to, to, to uh, so we have to recognize and be aware of where we are, what we're capable of in this time, in this moment, honestly, and what we can do, what how we can modify a movement or a position so that we can create a bridge to get to where we want to. And that might be a gradual process. In the beginning of this conversation, you mentioned a position, a pose that we did on the beach, um, and how um, you had a difficulty having your feet flat. And that's okay because if you're doing a pose for the first time, it might be difficult to keep your feet flat, you know, uh, in what people call the downward dog position or what we would call in comedic yoga, the pyramid pose, because it looks like a pyramid in a way with your body. I'm trying to get the visual right. <laughs> um, so we might need a modification to get there. And so when we're aware and we say, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to, push until I may be a little bit uncomfortable, um, but not until I feel pain. Because if I feel pain, this isn't right. This is going to cause a whole bio biological reaction that is going to push me away from the goal, right? So um, finding, practicing regularly, uh, tapping into the <clears throat> breath reg regularly, seeing what aspects of the lifestyle can be altered or modified or what can be included within what we consume to help um, the body be more flexible, meaning foods that don't cause calcification in the joints, for example, um, and also finding the bridge, the modification to get there as I'm practicing daily, uh, to gradually build the capacity to reach the, the pose or the sequence that we're seeking to reflect within our body. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for that. Like you were like on a roll. I didn't want to interrupt you, but it's, the minute you, you talked about um, respiration and, and breath, I was like, yes, like that's it. Like you're exactly right, you know. Um, connecting to that breath, you know, the, that initial breath of the creator, it, it connects you back to the source, you know. And I thought that was exactly right. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, 
and 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 you know what? Yes. Not till you feel not till you feel pain, but push till you're uncomfortable. And I think I even had to like remember that like it's okay to be a little uncomfortable, and just a little discomfort does not necessarily mean you're in pain. You're gonna die. You know, you can push right. through it. Right. <laughs> so what Jeanette is referring to, like off off stage behind the scenes, we were, um, I was reminiscing on the class that we did on the beach in Jersey, and and she asked to all do this move and I was just like what like I can't do this and she's like looking at me like mm-hmm, it's gonna hurt a little bit and I'm like it hurts a lot like in my head but I was just more like afraid of like falling on my face but in the end like when it was all over it was the best feeling ever like you know you feel so accomplished like any like any workout right like if even if it's like you're cycling or something like when it's done and you know you gave it your all like you feel so much better and it made the, the, the water time, the time in the water, like, so much more fun, you know? Because it was, like, the salt water, like, it gets all those, like, you know, tight muscles and things that you just stretched out. So it was it was awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to, to know about, right, because we also think of your most, I think, mainstream, we think of, like, Vinyasa, um, I can't remember like some of the other yogas because I, I haven't taken that many. Um, and I think Vinyasa has been most of the like Vinyasa flow, which I do love because it, it you burn so much. Um, comedic yoga was new to me, and I think you were the first um, instructor that I worked with to do comedic yoga. Can you give the viewers and listeners a nice brief like? Uh, history or like you know like a, a quick history of like comedic yoga what it is why it's important what the benefits are absolutely yes all right so yeah there are so many different forms of yoga nowadays especially goat yoga naked yoga there's so much stuff out there <laughs> uh i've been trained in, in I tell you, Kevin Hart opened up my eyes. Beer yoga, really? <laughs> I'm like, I really didn't know. But when you when you're into a thing, you 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 get to become more aware of what you into, um, and what else is out there. Uh, so again, I'm not knocking what other people do. Uh, it's cool and fine. Um, but my introduction to yoga really started through videos. Um, and when I went to an official class, like I didn't start going to yoga, um, yoga studios and all of that, like a, uh, a lot of people have. Um, I started, I met a brother on the train in New York, gave me a flyer and it said something about Egyptian yoga. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, right? And eventually, I don't know how much time after that, I wound up going to one of his classes um, and uh, I then became trained. After some classes, I became trained. I went through a certification for ancient Egyptian yoga, which is also known as Mai Tawi. Uh, and then uh, I went through that training because at the time it was more economical to me, for me and it was more accessible. Uh, but as soon as I had the opportunity, I uh, trained under Yasir Rahotep, who's based in Chicago, and he has the comedic uh, yoga skills method and school, uh, basically where he teaches um, the comedic yoga, the, excuse me, the comedic yoga skills method. So kemet is uh, makes reference to or is ancient Egypt. 
And so Kemetic yoga is different from other forms of yoga because one, it's grounded in the motherland. It's grounded uh, 10,000 years ago where we can actually go now to Kemet, which is one of the treks I need to make, uh, go over to Egypt and um, look upon the walls, certain columns and certain, um, um, uh, within certain pyramids, you get to see positions uh, that have been sculpted into and painted onto the walls that reflect uh, meditation poses, that reflect yoga poses, references to life, references to breath. And so these depictions um, are there from before uh, any other place in the world uh, started practicing yoga or any other place in the world, um, like any proofs that they have reliefs or, you know, any kind of um, uh, wall paintings or anything like that. Um, these predate those. And so, yes, uh, India has definitely done a great work in developing yoga and the different forms that have then come out of there, the different teachers that come out of there. Um, but Kemet, Egypt, Africa, uh, Merita, Al-Kibula, and all these names that make reference to the motherland, the cradle of civilization, also shows us or definitely shows us that um, the original man and woman uh, had within their practice uh, meditation, breath, and movement. Um, and so for me, I think that's vital and important because even to this day, oftentimes Africa tends to be removed from the conversation when it comes to uh, origins and, you know, inventions. Like we have to kind of dig to really get this information and uh, do our research. So we have brothers like Dr. Ben, you know, we have, um, we have so many of our historians, Ivan Van Sertema, uh, we have so many historians that have gone to Egypt and done this work, written books about it, you know, um, Sheikh Ante Diop. Um, there are books that speak to uh, the history, the culture, the practices, the philosophy, um, all of this from Kemet, from Egypt. Uh, and so I think it's vital for us to as I mentioned earlier, understand that this isn't um, that this is a practice and it's a holistic practice. So now we, we spoke about mental, we spoke about spiritual, we spoke about physical, but then we also have historical and cultural. Right. And so and then as I made reference to what we consume, um, you know, health and wellness. Right. Um, so for me, that's vital. That's important. Um and within comedic yoga, there are certain distinctions. Uh, there may be certain poses that look like something out of a vinyasa class, for example. Uh, but the way in which the comedic yoga is um, is uh, is done or is practiced is a lot slower than a, a vinyasa practice. Uh, and although there are other practices that, are, that utilize the breath. Uh, Kemetic yoga uses what's called the rule of four breathing technique. Uh, that's where we are only breathing through the nose, uh, inhaling, pausing, or holding the breath, exhale, pause, hold the breath. And then it continues like that as we go through our movements, not only through our meditation, but also our movements. 
so that's one or another vital piece of comedic yoga. And then we pro progress through our sequences uh, as um, uh, utilizing what's called uh, geometric progression. So it's comedic yoga and we make reference to pyramids, you know, there are lines, there are dimensions, there are angles on a pyramid, for example, we look to reflect our body in these perfect lines and angles. And I, and I, I say perfect, but I really use that term loosely. Um, I really mean to say, you know, we, we're going to extend our arms and, you know, have our arms symbolize, let's say, like the scale of my eye that represents balance and harmony and truth and justice and reciprocity. So the movement, even as we move, is in tune with spirit because of the breath. Uh, it's slowly allowing the body to move energy uh, through the body because our body is a current, it's constantly, everything around us is energy, everything is moving. So we are utilizing the breath and the movement to help uh, any stagnant energy throughout our body to move, to move, to do what it does to move. And that too promotes health, wellness, and longevity. Um, so we move from simpler poses to more complex poses. Um, and we utilize sequences, you know, there'll be like the, 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 the um, ma'aka sequence. It'll be the pose of ma'a. It'll be the pose of anpu. And to get there, it's a process. It's not like, okay, this is that pose. This is that pose. This is the other pose. It's, it's joined together with the sequence of other movements that take you along to that pose. Um, yeah, so primarily, and then I, I, I can't fail to mention that it again, it's not just the movement, it really comes in line with how we live, how we speak, how we show up, what we consume, how um, we're uh, making sure that we are drinking our water and drinking our fresh um, juices, our fresh foods, our non-processed foods. So the lifestyle, again, is coming full circle because it's all a part of the practice. It's it's a lifestyle. And for others, not myself in particular, um, for others, they utilize um, uh, the, the, the spiritual piece. I don't want to say religious, but there's like a, a ritual. There are different aspects that are also included within, you know, uh, living a comedic lifestyle. And I don't necessarily live like live that lifestyle um, at this point in my life. But that is another piece that, you know, is just as you start learning about Kemet, you start learning about movement and practice and um, breath work, uh, that's going to show up. So then you see, okay, is that something you want to also look further into? Yeah. So we try to bring in the whole, you know, everything into the practice without trying to overburden or overwhelm the mind, just knowing that this is something we're incorporating to, to live well. And by living well, we're going to speak well, we're going to consume good things through our hearing, through our eyes, through our mouth, you know, through the people we surround ourselves with, uh, through the books that we read, and again, through the movement and the breath work um, that is founded uh, or grounded within knowledge that this is ours. This is a part of our history and culture. And it feels good. It's empowering, you know, to, to be in tune with that because then that connection with um, the ancestors just, just, just is another level to connecting with our ancestors. Yeah.
give thanks for that description and inspiration. And, and you know what I really took away from that is if you are needing, I think, a good takeaway, if you need to reset, this is a good way to do it, right? You know, we don't have to, like, even if it's like, you know, it's like you said, how you started, like, watching videos, because I'm sure, like, we can, this is where we can utilize um, social media, which we'll do here. So Jeanette is going to, we're going to have a little fun, and Jeanette's going to walk us through a short um a short pose that we can do seated and also some breath work. So um, if you haven't taken somatic yoga, you'll get a little um, snippet here. But, um, you know, it's something that you can do pretty easily, right? You know, without having to say, well, I need I need to go get yoga pants and I need to go get, you know, all these things to prep myself so that I can, so that I can have all the, the, the materials and the tools that I need to start. You can do it right in the comfort of your own home. And yes, we yes, Naya, we did say naked yoga. It is a thing. So you don't need the clothes and all that. Like you can do it within the privacy. I mean, the goat yoga sovereignty. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I think I have no idea. But I'm like <laughs> whatever floats your boat. <laughs> whatever floats your boat. You know, I'm gonna stick with you know the Tibetic and the Vinyasa. You know the things that I can find pretty easily. I don't know if I've ever looked for goat yoga, but I don't think I will be. Um, but you know, these are things that you can do pretty easily in the in the privacy of your own home, and it can be used as a reset. I know for me, like I am dire need of a reset. So mm-hmm. like starting up to do yoga more uh, again, because at one point I would do it like you know several times a week, like you using videos. Or find a class like yours that was live and like, you know, do it, um, you know, right then and there. So like using something that, you know, forces me because you have to breathe, right, in yoga. Because that's kind of how you move through the movements. It gets you through the movements instead of focusing on, oh, I can't hold this. Like you breathe through it, you know, and I had to learn that through practice. And, And also people saying, oh, you have to breathe. Like you don't just go in the pyramid pose and hold your breath <laughs> like you know it's right, like, right. Out. so gonna um, tense up so, tense up yeah like so it really is a good reset and i'm glad you said that because it was a really good reminder um for what you can do you know to to jump start your reset if you um if you need that right and you know last week we talked about mental health right and and mm-hmm. stigmas mm-hmm. in mental and I think like this is a really good, um, I don't want to say not, not a solution, but it can be used as a tool, right, to, to help uh, alleviate, you know, um, mental health struggles or, you know, just like when we need to calm the mental, that breath work helps with the mental as well. So I just want to like, you know, kind of pull the, you know, pull, pull the line and, and show the connection between last strong, last week's um, discussion this week and like you know so there's there's a thread you know i want to show everybody the thread that's there when it comes to um health you know they're all there it's all interrelated like you said it's your what we're consuming how we move how we how we speak it's all there and and like even i myself recently um you know had like today had like such a revelation like something happened to me today and i was just like yep you need a reset you need to reset real bad and you need to told you to reset and now I'm like forced to do like this reset so I think um you know I will be using you know the yoga for the yogas 
Island Vegan will be using the yogas for the reset. Uh, you know, it's part one of my tools for the reset. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I wanted you to share, because you do this for a living. So I did want you to be able to share, you know, before we go into, because we're going to use the last couple of minutes of the show for, for the, 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 yoga, the group yoga. <laughs> so, um, so if you are listening, I would implore you to go visit the True Health Live YouTube or Facebook so you can see the video along with us. Um, you can watch or you can do, you can listen. Um, and do it and see how well you can follow along and follow instructions and listen. But before we get there, Jeanette, I, I did want you to share, like, you know, where you do your classes, like if you, you know, offer online, you know, where people can find you um, to take yoga lessons with you or any other um, services that you offer in that arena. Sure. Sure. Well, you could definitely check me out. Well, thank you. <laughs> you can definitely check me out at fruitsoflifeyoga.com. Uh, I am, I primarily am working with providing private classes at this time, uh, private individual, private group classes, events, things of that nature. Uh, I was doing online and I tend to, you know, kind of come on and off sometimes depending Um and I do need to get back on. So when you say a reset, my reset is to reset and show up more. So I appreciate you inviting me on this because it definitely is one way to uh, encourage me and keep me on um, on my path. So I definitely appreciate you for that. Um, so yeah, at this time, if we are offering um, you know private classes, one-on-one -on -one or group workshops, etc. Aside from that, I work with another sister with a homeschool initiative. Uh, we have a small group uh, called Umi Tribe that we are homeschooling our young children. There are about five children with us at this time, including one of my own, um, and basically two and a half to four-year-olds at this moment. And I work a lot on establishing or creating curriculum and uh, implementing curriculum with the group as well. I've been trained as an elementary school teacher, and so from K through five. Uh, so years ago, I decided to, um, you know, just to come out of the career into um, uh, into homeschooling. And so that's one of the things I do. Um, but, you know, my husband has a barbershop and I make products and I sell products from the bar barbershop like sea moss gel, um, some sea moss drinks, some different treats I might make, um, uh, salads and things like that. And it's local at this time, uh, based in Essex County. Uh, so yeah, listen, just go ahead and hit me up on uh, fruitsoflifeyoga.com or fruitsoflifeyoga on Instagram, and um, we could definitely make something happen. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be sure to put that information in the description box so that people can easily find it in here as well. Um, regard, I know this is not about yoga, but... Um, Regarding the homeschooling, is it in person or virtual? We are in person. Um, yeah, yeah, we are in person. And I'm looking to see, well, not looking to see, but working toward uh, creating materials that can um, be shared with individuals that may be interested in what we're doing and doing the same in their home. Um, I thought about the virtual, and I got to do a little more homework to see how I can make that happen. Yeah. Um, but that definitely is a possibility as well. Okay. All right. Good. Thanks. Thanks. Room for growth. 
Thank you. Because in my community would really appreciate um, some of the homeschooling information. So I will definitely make sure to put your um, info in the description box. And, and also, like, just out, you know, we'll keep in touch and, like, um, you can let me know, like, how you're coming along with the, the information to be shared because I'll definitely help share that um, information around because I think, I think you're right. Like, you know, the, the homeschooling is crucial and I don't have youth of my own, but I do, um, I'm poor. I, I, I definitely look up to people who decide to homeschool their children and not necessarily like kind of leave them like I was, you know, like, well, like many of us were like to the, to the wolves of the public education system. Like I think, yes, there was definitely some, um, some wins, but you know you're kind of indoctrinated in a way that you don't get when you're homeschooled, you know. And, and exactly. And then you get out too too late, and then you have to figure out how to break out of that mindset. So, yes, yeah. be here on all points and why we homeschool. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we have about um, um, ten minutes left. So we're going. So which one are you going to do first, the breathing or the um, the move? Well, we're going to we're going to leave the right into the Okay. So mm -hmm. I'm just gonna widen us up. Okay. Yeah. I have to push some things out of the way. Yeah, I'm just gonna right. sit in my chair because I'm probably home and more likely can find a seat whether in a chair or even on the ground. So at this point, you really want to be as comfortable as possible. In comedic yoga, we tend to, we begin laying down in what is known as the sahu position. So uh, we're looking up basically, uh, laying down on the ground. But since we're here virtual, I invite you to have a seat uh, where you are comfortable, either in a chair, it can be on the floor, uh, your legs can be wide, extended, or crossed, um, you know, crisscross applesauce, or what we call easy pose. And uh, I'm going to do easy pose in this little chair as best as I can. <laughs> and uh, again, you can do what feels comfortable comfortable for you, because as you practice more, you will be more comfortable. Um, so once you have now found your comfortable seat, uh, however that is, um, I invite you to close your eyes. As you close your eyes, just begin to notice how you are breathing. Notice if your breath is deep or shallow Notice if you're breathing through your nose or through your mouth. Notice if when you breathe, your shoulders rise up to your ears or not. And then place your left hand over your belly. Feel free to place your right hand right over the left and maybe form a pyramid by allowing your thumbs to touch the tips of your thumbs. So we're gonna begin with the rule of four breathing technique. And before we do that, we'll do two cleansing breaths. I invite you to inhale through your nose 
Feel your belly expand into your palms. Hold your breath. Open your mouth and let the breath out. <sighs> Imagine you're sighing, then hold your breath. So you want to make an audible sound if that feels right for you. Again, inhale through the nose, breathe into your palms. Pause for a brief moment at the height of your inhalation. Open your mouth, let it out. And hold. We'll do one more this time. When you're exhaling, breathe out as much as you can. Breathe in through your nose. Expand into your belly. Hold your breath at the height, at the top of your breath. Open your mouth. And hold. Then return to your normal breath. The cleansing breath helps release stagnant energy, oxygen from your body, from your respiratory system. So we like to kind of let go. And in the mental, in your mind, you want to think about letting go whatever does not serve you as you're breathing out that cleansing breath, that stale breath. Now let's transition to the rule of four. With your eyes still closed, see if the tip of your tongue can touch the back of your front teeth. Or if it can go higher up to the top of your mouth, the soft or the hard palate, find a connection there as we breathe in and out through the nose. Breathe in, expand your belly into your palms without raising your shoulders. Take your time without forcing your breath. Hold for a moment. Breathe out through your nose. Allow the belly to descend toward your spine. Then hold. So we're slowing down the breath. Inhale through the nose. As we slow the breath, we're tapping into calm, relaxing energy. Hold your breath. Exhale through the nose. Take your time without forcing it. Slow release. We want to be in control of our thoughts, tapping into clarity and focus. Hold your breath. Inhale through the nose, nice and gently. Think about bringing into your body temple all the love, the joy, the peace, the abundance. Hold. Exhale through your nose, grounding into the earth, knowing that the earth can take whatever doesn't serve you and turn it into something else, away from you, releasing self-limiting thoughts, feelings. Hold. We'll do that again. Inhale through the nose. Feel the expansion of your belly as you expand into the universe. Think about expansion. There's no limit to your possibility, to your potential. Hold. Exhale slowly and gently, bringing your navel toward your spine grounding down into the earth. Hold. Now let's continue with that breathing technique as we release our hands to our knees. 
keep your eyes closed if it serves you. Inhale, lift up your chin toward the sky. Your head lifts up. Hold your breath. Exhale, your chin toward your chest. Hold. Inhale, lift up your chin to center as if you were looking at the screen with your eyes closed. There's that pause. Exhale, chin over your left shoulder. So we're releasing any tension in the neck, the cervical spine. That's the hold. Inhale your chin to center over your heart space. Exhale over your other shoulder, over your right shoulder. Try for your shoulder not to move. It's just your chin over your shoulder. Hold your breath a moment. Inhale, return to center. Pause for a brief moment. Blink your eyes open. Exhale. Inhale, raise your arms, shoulder height in front of you. Rotate toward the left as you exhale. Inhale as you release your hands under your knee. Lift up your heart and your chest as you inhale. Exhale to fold over your thigh. Now I'm sitting in a weird chair, so I'm not going to go down too far, but you go as far as you can without lifting your glutes from the floor. If it serves you, release your hands to, or release your arms to hug your forearms around your knee. If your feet are grounded on the floor, you can release from your hips toward your thigh. Take one more breath, inhale. Hold it. So this is a side bend as it also is lengthening the spine, releasing energy through the crown of your head. Full exhalation. Now keep your body where it is and raise your arms alongside your ears and raise your body on your inhale. Arms are shoulder height. Rotate to the other side. Exhale, bring your hands around your knee, or if you're sitting in a chair like me, you could bring it to your thighs. Inhale to lift your chin on your chest to help lengthen your spine from your pelvis up through the crown of your head. Exhale, hinge from your waist to fold over your thigh. And here you can hug your knees if you have your knees folded in easy pose or hug under your thigh to release further. Take another cycle of breath. Remember to pause in between your breaths. Inhale. Hold for a moment. Exhale. See if you could go in a little deeper. If so, good. And if not, that's okay too. Just honor where you are. Hold your body where it is. Release your arms alongside your ears. Inhale to raise your body, arm, shoulder height. On your hold, return to center, arms are out in front of you. 
Exhale, release your hands to your knees. So left hand to left knee, right hand to right knee, and under your knee. You want to cup the bottom of your knee. And I'm going to turn to my side so that you can see. And we're doing some just simple movements um, in what's called the sesh pose. And sesh is the scribe. So we're cupping the knee. Inhale, lift up your chin, your chest, and look up slightly. So we're finding a curve in the back. Shoulders are away from the ears. Exhale, bring your chin to your chest, your shoulders forward and around your back. So we know we've heard of kundalini energy. This energy is a science that comes from Kemet as well. So we want to release any energy throughout the spine, root of our spine, through the crown of the head. Let's do this two times. Inhale, lift up your heart, lift up your chin, move with your breath as you look all the way up, curve in your spine, hold your breath at the top. Exhale, chin to chest and round, roll forward. I like to think of like protecting my heart as I roll inward in this way. When we take care of ourselves with breath work and movement, we take care of our heart, our well-being. One more time. Inhale, lift up your heart, lift up your chin, lift up your gaze. When we look up, we're looking up to the universe, the creation, all possibilities. Exhale, chin to chest, round. Come all the way in as far as you can, rounding your spine. Inhale, return to center. Exhale, soften your body. If your legs are folded, release your feet to the earth. Do we have a few more moments or is that all we have? Yeah, we have a few Say that again? Yeah, we have a few more moments if you want okay. to so I'm going to stay seated in this way. Uh, we focus a lot on the position and the movement of the spine within comedic yogas because it really is the central nervous system, right? So it communicates with the rest of our body. We're just going to do a simple twist as we're seated in this pose. Um, and it's going to be a modification of the goddess pose. So... Let's bring our hands to our heart center on the inhale. Exhale, reach your hands up and out in front of you. So both palms are still touching. Inhale. Exhale, we're going to open up. I'm opening to my left so I can look toward you. I'm going to open the whole arm to the opposite side so our arm is in a line. When we're doing this, we're twisting from the waist. I'm gonna try not to lean forward or lean back. You wanna have a long spine and your arms are in a line as if they were, for example, the scales of my eye. Inhale. Exhale, look over your the arm that is in front of you. For me, it's my right arm. And my chin is over my shoulder. That's an exhale. Inhale your chin over your heart center. Exhale, look over your back arm. For me, it's my left arm. Inhale, now I'm gonna turn my entire body forward so my arms are in this T shape again. 
exhale, find ka, which is a 90 degree angle at your elbows. The palms are upward. So your fingers are together. Your thumb is right alongside the rest of your fingers. So here we see the angles, the shapes, right? We have 90 degree at the elbow, 90 degree under the arm. We have 90 degree, 90 degree even at the neck. So this is the ka position. Ka represents spirit. Inhale. Exhale, bring your palms to heart center and do it slowly as if you're condensing a big energy into the seats of your palms at your heart center. I like to think of everything that we need is at our fingertips and we can bring it to our manifestation, the palms of our hands. Inhale. Exhale, root down through your feet. So you want to centralize that thought, centralize that energy. Inhale, raise up your arms over your head. Keep your palms touching. Lift up your chin slightly to look at your thumb. Exhale, release your head back. If we were standing, this is the Tekken pose. So this is a modified Tekken pose. People know the Tekken as the obelisk. Inhale, lift your chin to center. So your head is between your arms. Now rotate at the wrists so your palms look away from each other. Palms, back of the palms touch. Inhale, exhale, release your arms down alongside your body. Pause at the, pardon me, pause at the shoulders. Inhale, exhale, release them all the way down. Take an inhale. Exhale, root down through your feet. Now you can always do that again, where you have your arms alongside your body. You turn your palms away from you. So like this, turning at the wrist, turn your palms away from you. Inhale, raise up your arms, three quarters over your head. Exhale, palms touch. Inhale, reach up through your palms as if you're Fingertips are piercing the sky. Lift up your head to look at your thumbs. Exhale, release your head back. Inhale, bring your head over your heart center, chin over heart. Rotate your palms. Exhale, arm shoulder height. Inhale. Exhale, release your hands down alongside your body or onto your thighs if you're seated down. And close your eyes a moment. Notice what is the condition of your breath at this moment. Have you lost the rule of four or are you still in alignment with the rule of four? Has your breath naturally slowed down? How's your heart at this moment? Do you feel any tingling sensations throughout your body, maybe throughout your arms? Maybe not so much the legs because they, we've, we've been seated. So you want to consider what is the condition of your thoughts, the condition of your breath, the condition of your body in this moment. And this is a very brief practice just to give you a little taste of how the breath comes in alignment with your movement, uh, how the movement is slow and fluid and how it's intentionally meant to move energy throughout your body as we're flowing through different positions. When we're in this position, it was it's like um, the pose of Ma'at. Uh, so she is known to balance the scales, right? 
Uh, so we're thinking about balance, harmony, truth, justice, reciprocity, order, uh, the different things that help us be in harmony with the universe, with the earth, with ourselves, with our community, our family, and all relationships that we may have. So I thank you all for your participation. We can bring our hands to heart center just to seal up this moment. I like to also bring my thumbs with the inhale up to my first eye between my eyebrows and just give thanks for this moment that we share together. Take an exhale, bring your hands down back to your heart center so the condition of your heart will be well. We seal up with uh, uh, hotep, which means peace. So hotep, peace and blessings, everybody. Thank you so much for taking us through that. So this will be something that people can use, but I also implore you to visit Roots of Life Yoga and take her private classes because they are awesome. You will sweat. Um, this was easy. Um, but I will that everyone enjoyed it. And thank you again so much, Jeanette, for joining us on the show. Um, I would love to have you back. So we'll figure out like a good time to come back to that. Do you have another show that I have to start where I interview people who do health things so it's, a, it's got a different flow to it um and it's a little bit more fun but um i thank you so much for doing this uh thanks so much oh i'm so glad you liked it uh willfully everybody was silent because they were doing it talk to your speakers because i love hearing all that you do all the wonderful things that you're doing for your family it really is admirable thank you for sharing your good work yes thank you thank you, you. Thank you. Um, and i think you can do Naked comedic yoga if, if those for those of you who are wondering. Um, so yeah. Hey, so listen, I am willing. Pardon the interruption. I'm willing to do like a donation-based class for all of your participants that have joined in to this live stream, uh, just to give you a vibe, let you know the fullness of what it's like. Uh, we could definitely set that up. Um, if your listeners are interested in an intro class to let you really get a feel, I would say it's at least 60 minutes <laughs> and, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of you. I won't, you know, I'll take care of you. <laughs> so we could do a donation based class and we just work out the details. If that is of interest, we could definitely do that. Yes. You know, what? we'll figure it out and we'll set something up because we have a retreat coming soon and like, maybe that's something that we can do. Um, yeah, we'll talk. We'll definitely okay. Talk okay. Online. Yeah, and maybe we could do that. Okay, give thanks so much, um, everyone. Thank you for joining us, Jeanette Yancey. And hopefully you'll be back. We'll replay it to the section where we do this and, and practice your breathing. Um, but I also will that you visit fruitsoflifeyoga.com as well as Fruits of Life Yoga on Instagram. So thank you so much, Jeanette. I'll be sure to put your information in the description box if anybody has any questions. Oh, good. David, everybody was doing it. Okay. <laughs> thank you thank so you much. So well, I'm so grateful for everyone that showed everyone up that showed and up has up been in the practice with me. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Peace, everyone. Peace and blessings. Blessings.